So tonight we're going to not we're going to take a break at least uh, from the uh, from the regular vadim and do a little bit about the Haggadah in anticipation of Pesach this week. Uh, there's a lot to talk about the Haggadah. Right? Rav Meilch Peterman has a lot of clips that go out in terms of the fact that the Haggadah is a the school of the night to internalize Amuna. He actually spoke a nice thing from Rav Elia Gutmacher, uh, speaking about how you can access certain things on Leil Haggadah you can't even access on Roshanim Kippur. He brings a raya from Mordechai Tzadik that at the time that the that the Gzera by by Esther was passed, so why did Mordechai all of a sudden, a year in advance, like Zerah wasn't going to be Ta'adr, why did they do the fast by Tainus Esther Pesach time, just wait to Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, the Zerah wouldn't be there anyway, he brings right that there were certain things that they could have accessed in terms of Teres Nisim that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to access even, but the bottom line is, aside from talking what you want to do during the Haggadah, about the Haggadah, hopefully we will be able to go into it and uh, and see something practical that at some you know that, that that's usable we'll give one short hakdama beforehand and then just sort of dive in the, uh, most of it is going to be based on at least a Talmud from Revolve which is coming from Ruven Leichter's Haggadah although I'm not going to quote every single time because it's going to be pretty fast um, as far as Sipur Tzies Mitzrayim so I don't know exactly how it translates into English but one of the things that Leichter says is when you talk about a story it's not really just a matter of speaking over facts when you say let's say you're an accountant and you're going through an audit. So what you do is you list out all the numbers and then the numbers tell a story. Right? The story is not necessarily the recitation of the facts. The story is the underlying thread that brings out the message that you're trying to accomplish. When we talk about Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we're not looking just at, at, at breaking up the data, other than to the extent that the more that you talk about it, you develop a sensitivity to the subtlety of detail. That subtlety, a lot of times, the story is told in the details. The more that you break it out, the more sensitive you become to really what you're trying to extract from it. But what you're trying to really get at is Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and perhaps Araya, he doesn't say this, but but I, I think I heard either somebody say it, or but it's in my head, is that if you really wanted to talk about the, 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 the details of the story, we wouldn't be using the core of the Haggadah of the Psukim being Psukim and Kisavai. What we would do is we would tell the story from Shmais, Ishmais Va'era Bay Bishalach, that we would look into the Midrashim, and that would be the core of the Haggadah. When we talk about the Haggadah, we talk about the Psukim by Kisavo, because what that is, is that's reflecting back how maybe we'll be able to see a little bit. That's reflecting back at Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Nobody who was going into Eretz Yisrael was there. They all died in the Midbar. By the time they got to the base of Mikdash and they were offering the Bikurim year, years later, so that was reflecting back at the messages that the Torah tells us that we were supposed to take out of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim as coming up in four specific Psukim. So the... Uh, Probably there's going to be ultimately we're going to say a lot and a ho- if 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 we're able to accomplish anything by the end we'll come back around to Ragamli on Pesach Matzamara it's going to come out that we'll have a theme or two that really you'll be able to kind of see. It, whichever window at point in the Haggadah you want to will realize that it's kind of coming out in a couple of things. Just as an aside note, Rav Brevda has a very good Haggadah where uh, he also has like a similar idea. He speaks about the entire thing in terms of themes of Hakar Satayv and, and being an Evet Hashem and then he goes through the Haggadah al Piagra. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll do our thing. You'll agree with certain things, disagree with certain things. It doesn't make a difference. It'll be a point for a point for reflection. One other Haggadah and then we'll do, do go into the Haggadah. So Rav Loichter actually says, interestingly, the, the 
whole sipper is built around maschilin b'gnai, m'sayim b'shvach, right? We go from gnai to shvach. What's gnai? So we always say gnai is like disgustingness or lowliness. He says that gnai is something that has be'etzem no purpose, meaning that if you invest a lot of time and effort, let's say you're building a startup, it could be that you that the, the benefits of what you're going to do is really off in the horizon, right? You don't even know where it is. Sometimes it's almost like a badge of honor. You're working for a large law firm. You're working 90 hours a week. You don't even know when you're going to go on vacation and spend your money. But our comment that you feel like you're building a career, you're building wealth, you're, build, you're, you're building something, that's not be'etzim g'nai, and, and, and it, might even, it might even be a pride. You're, you're, you're involved in something, right? So he says that even if the benefit is far off, g'nai is something that's meaningless. And we're going to see this over and over again. We're going to see Avoda Bafarach. We're talking about men doing women labor, women doing men labor. We're talking about building buildings on quicksand. The idea of in being engaged in labor and being an evid paro, being an evid to the labor, really not towards any productive purpose, not towards any sort of accomplishment. And what we, we focused throughout the Seder on miracles also, but it's not so much on the idea of miracles, at least in terms of what we're going to be discussing. It's the idea of plugging yourself into a framework of purpose such that the world doesn't exist as an independent cycle where you're spinning your wheels and going through the motions, not necessarily towards any end, but that the world is on a certain track. It's moving towards Gilu Yichur HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem has a certain purpose and a tachos for the world. We as Klal Yisrael were born as a nation, Goymi Kerev Goy, during Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Even towards the beginning of the Haggadah, we have Baruch HaMakom, when Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all of a sudden, the beginning of the Psukim, Rashi speaks about it, that it says that you're going to go over and be Makabal the Torah. Saif Machsav Machsav then really talking about where you're headed allows you to understand where you are now. It's the idea of understanding that whenever something is moving something, right, if you're pushing, you can't lift yourself up by the bootstraps. A, a, a boat can't move from within. If something is going to move something, there has to be a force coming from without. The idea of focusing on the miracles and how a Kaddish Baruch who runs the world and every element of the world is really be'etzim showing that there's something, there's a mover of everything. That there's a there's a tachlis, a tachlis that's, that's where, where, where something is plugged into a framework, that framework is from without. That's be'etzim what we're able to focus on where every single element, everything is by design. We, there's, it's not that there's a world that exists independently such that a Kaddish Baruch who runs the world, but that that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, there's no extra pieces in the world, everything is by a purpose, and we, we plug into that purpose, and the world is Be'etzem, the stage on which we exist and on which we operate, and Mitzrayim Be'etzem is part of that, and that's really the beginning of it, the whole idea of Mitzrayim, even when the Maral talks about the different Goliaths, the, the Mitzrayim is not really presented to us in, in, as, as a punishment for anything, all of the other Goliaths, as we did something, there's Yavan and and and, and, uh, and, and Bavel and Madai and Paras, right, so all, all these things, when it comes to um, the Maral discussed it maybe in, in, uh, in the beginning of the Sefer and Hanukkah, I think, but in other places also, when we talk about the different Goliaths and the different lackings, Mitzrayim is really treated as a different idea in terms of Goliaths. Again, I wish I was a little bit more organized, but I think it'll come together at the end. Mitzrayim Be'etzem is not treated as a punishment. Mitzrayim is, it's a contrast. Mitzrayim, you know, we all have, we have like a nasty taste in our mouth when we talk about Mitzrayim. Halolo of Devo Dezar, Halolo of Devo Dezar, the Jews were Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was 
the world power. It was, quote, instead of saying magic, say science. It was the most advanced. It was the most, right? It's not that much different. When we talk about people who were culturally, were religious Jews and culturally Mitzrim, it's something that we certainly all can relate to it today. Instead of saying Mitzrayim, say Western culture, say America, say whatever you do. It's this contrast of, of, of spinning wheels, of being engaged, of being engaged in a pointless existence and being able to separate that out, understanding where the nation was born. There's two ways that a person is born. A person is born the day they're born, but a person is also, you could also go back to the gestation period, to the pregnancy, understanding how really things came about, understanding what's behind. Uh, that's why we mentioned Mitzrayim. We we'll also mentioned Lavan at the root really of the nation before they became a nation, really already by the Avais. So understanding, understanding where the nation is, and then we'll see also, in order to say, we said like, so if Maisa Machshav that's why we're going to see in the beginning and in the end, we're going to talk about Yushalayim in the beginning of the Haggadah, Yushalayim at the end of the Haggadah. Ultimately, Eretz Yisrael is where that Tachlis takes place. It's where we have Beis HaMikdash. It's where we have all of the mitzvahs. Right now, as much as we do mitzvahs and we're from, we're basically like an amputated nation. All the, all the mitzvahs that we have, we say, Ramach Ivarm, Shasagidim, all the mitzvahs correspond to anything. If you actually go through go through the Sefer Mitzvah, the Kasra of the Chavetz Chaim, and you see how many limbs are missing that we can't actually have. So we're a perfectly good body that only has like, you know, 100 parts out of 248. There's a lot missing. And therefore, Eretz Yisrael is really where that Tachlis is manifest. Mitzrayim is the birth of a nation, and it's where we fit into the Klal. We'll see by the Russia. The Russia could be is also asking a very similar question to the Chacham. What's the Russia saying? That he's separating himself from the Klal. When you have a, an organism and a structure, so there's two things. Number one is whether or not you accomplish your purpose, but your purpose is defined by where you find yourself in the structure, you find yourself in the klal, that is, that is be'etzem, what 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 happened uh, what happened by Yitzias Mitzrayim, uh, that, the, that the nation was created. So num- number one, go through this this part very quickly. Kadesh, right, Kadesh, like Hektish, Be'etzim, we're going to be engaging in an Avaida. A person is Kadesh themselves, separated out, number one. Orchatz, and the other, the other thing is just sort of separating out the, the idea of the existence of time. The, the, the idea of doing Kiddush means that we, we, we're Makadish Zman. In other words, it's Ba'etzem, it's not just that we live within time. It's the first step towards being, being literally understanding that time itself is something that's, we live within in the matrix of time. Time is a creation like anything else. Actually, just a side note, I, uh, Rabbi Friend in his Haggadah mentioned, why is it Yachal Meirash Chaydesh? Why would I think that I should start talking about Tzias Mitzrayim? from Rosh Chaydesh. So he, 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 I forget who he quotes, Matuk something or Dvash something, not Matuk Midvash, something sweet, I forget what it is. But, but he says that, uh, that what was the first step towards freedom? The first step towards freedom is really Ba'etzim Rosh Chaydesh. One is Yom Kippur, one is Rosh Hashanah, one is Pesach, it depends on Bezdin. The idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the very first mitzvah of Rosh Chaydesh, was basically giving the Jews the reign on the spiritual reality, which dictates how, how the, word, the, the fabric of the world works. If you want somebody to be able to identify as a free person, what do you do? You give them responsibility, you give them, you give them an accountability, you give them to be a mensch, that's where we our first steps towards building into ourselves and not just and, and realizing that we have a koyach was Rishchaydesh. But in any event, that's Kadesh. Orchats, we wash our hands before Avoda, Karpas, we wet our appetite, we're getting ready for it. Yachats and Halach Ma'anya, I'm going to sort of treat a little bit half together. Yachats, we break the matzah. So on one hand, you could just say that the matzah is Avoda, it's like the, the, the stuff in the base of Mikdash was 
was uh, was matzah not chametz except for a couple of exceptions, but uh, but in any event, the, the issue over here is you're taking the yachatz. What are you doing? You're you're breaking the matzah. Be'etzem, the same matzah that you're breaking now is going to be the same matzah that you're going to be using at the end of the seder. You don't even say anything because anything you say is going to be superfluous. It's like when we come back at the end when we say pesach, and I'm going to overlap because really it's good. We're going to end up with windows. Really, hopefully we're going to end up with one message at the end. When we say pesach matzah and maror, really it's the the order is wrong. We should say maror and then matz and then pesach and then matzah. Then Pesach, Mara, then Pesach, then Matzah. The, why are we saying Mara at the end? Because the truth is, is that when a person is going through a difficult time, not necessarily bad, but a challenging time, you don't see the structure. It's only when you reflect after the fact that you can understand how the challenging experience, a person, God forbid, got laid off, this, that, the other thing, whatever happened to him, and that ended up giving him the idea, the Hechatimtz, to go off on his own, to start his own business. That was his ultimate success. You only really appreciate what the Mara was after the fact. By the Achatz, we don't even say anything. We split the, we split the Matzah in half, except the Maisa, we know already which half is going to end up being the biggest one which one is going to be the afikomen it's going to be it's going to be the it's going to be the larger half and that's going to be that's going to really really coming from the same place in the beginning as in as in the end, so we say halach ma'anya the 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 that the whole the whole process the whole the whole thing is really part of part of one design. That's how we start sitting down to do it. But the the next line we say called dichven Really, everybody can come. What's the whole idea of inviting everybody? Again, I'm not saying any vartlach really. The whole idea is as we start to sit. This is really Ali Shora one hundred one when we started the beginning. Right? Is that the, when we judge who we, why why am I the host and you're the guest right who am I vis-a-vis you as far as as far as I'm concerned like we said we're, we're about to get set up as a nation as a process as a, as a machine but at them we're all equal that doesn't mean that we all have the same role but what that means is that we all have a role as far as we're all concerned if we all fit into Ratz and Hashem a lot of times the the, the we, we've spoken right. A lot of times the the, the person who wins the the, the Oscars uh, the the person who wins who's the star of the movie isn't necessarily the richest person. His role is not to be the richest person or the most popular. There might be heads of state in the in the movie. There might be very wealthy people. It's just that the movie is about him. So as far as when we acknowledge that if we're all part of the Jewish nation, we're all wearing a kittel. A kittel is the ultimate leveling factor, right? It reminds us of, it reminds us of death. We're all Ba'etzim starting off as far as we come in for day one to enter the nation there's not really any difference between me and you i'm playing my role and you're playing your role we have different roles but that's that's for sure that's going to be in any orchestra people are going to have different roles in any army whatever it is but as far as we're concerned called we invite everybody it's not a the way the way Rav Leuchter puts it if i could find the line he said something along he says that the the yitzias mitzrayim was not about liberating a nation it was about creating an identity that identity is defined within the klal as far as any of us coming to sit at the table, it's called There's not anybody who's starting off anywhere ahead or behind anybody and anywhere else. It's about it's it's about creating a mission statement and finding it. We're just coming off of Purim, really, which is, in a certain sense, the end of the year. On the other hand, you could say that it's like, you know, same way that Elul is Yimei Ratzon to Tishrei, Purim is Yimei Ratzon to Nisan, which is our Rosh Hashanah. That's what Mordechai tells Esther. He says, the Jewish people are going to exist. It's your choice whether or not you want to get on the train. If you want to be, if you want to get on the train and do what you're going to do, then, not my Vart, then you'll have Megillus Esther. If you don't want to get on the train, then somebody else is going to go. We know by Rus, somebody else will marry Rus, and you're 
your name will be Ploni Almoni, Esther will be Plonis Almonis, whatever it is. You decide in, in, in the cosmic scheme, in terms of the mission, in terms of your Nitzchias, you're either going to be a somebody or you're going to be a nobody. Hashem is not going to hold back schar from anybody, okay? If you do mitzvahs, then you're going to get reward. But in terms of where you fit, you're, the, 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 the identity is created within the mission and within how you fulfill that role. And in that part, everybody has an opportunity. One person might be poor, one person might be rich, one person has these skills, one person has those skills. But everybody is starting off. And again, where we fit isn't defined by, everybody would rather have the tests of the rich person. But at the end of the day, we're finding ourselves in this process. And that's why we start off, if you want to see what something is about, you look at the beginning and you look at the end. We start off the Seder, and is going to be at the end of the Seder. This is really the context in which the mission statement is going to be the context in which we're going to be looking at uh, at Yitzias uh, at Mitzrayim and at the creation of the nation. The the, we, the, ne- the next piece, we go into the Manishtanas. So the first thing that a person has to do is we have to, you know, this is just a general vart um, in terms of approaching the Seder every year. I think I think Chavaz HaTalmidim discusses it, but others make the same point. One of the biggest dangers of Chazring, of learning Chumash, of, or learning anything that you're familiar with, is that you learn it once as a five-year-old, as a ten-year-old, and then every year you're Chazring what you learned as a ten-year-old. So all of a sudden you're 20, 30, 40, and you're learning something through the eyes of a 10-year-old. It's very difficult to reevaluate something through your eyes now when you're already so desensitized. I think somebody is this, uh, this uh, a contemporary person of David Foreman. He calls it like the lullaby effect. You know, you could be singing things. All of a sudden, you're, you're singing words that are like, you know, I can't believe that that's what I'm singing to my kid. You, you never once do you pay attention to the word, you know, like uh, uh, you, 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 you don't even pay attention to what you're saying. So over here also, a person has to be able to, that, that's why, that's my theory on why a lot of very popular speakers are balei tshuva because never once as a person who's from from birth can understand what it means that the first second you open your eyes without saying anything else you say Akadosh Baruch Hu, the status quo was that you were watching my neshama thank you for giving me my life back you didn't have to it was a pikadain if the first time that you're that you encounter that you're you're 30 years old with a PhD you're going to relate to Modani very differently than if the first time you encounter it, you were in kindergarten you have to be willing to ask the questions for the first time but besides for that you have to ask on things that are relevant. There's multiple things about what exactly these Manashtanas are. We're not even really in the middle of the story yet, but the bottom line is is that a person should ask questions in a way that they affect their life. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? How Every single thing, both in terms of our avoda, in terms of the world, everything is a message from HaKadosh Baruch. We don't just live in a random environment. The idea is that we're supposed to be able to look into it and understand what we're doing. I heard, who's the thank you Hashem, Rabbi Joey somebody? I forget, I, I got one of these like meaningful minutes, he quoted from, I think, Rav Moshe Wolfson, he said, everything is Kadesh Tishal Atinaikais. Well, why is, it so that, why is it that you want the kids to ask questions? Why don't you say that you want the kids to ask questions so that you can answer them? Everything is that the kids will ask. No, it's not. It's so that everything is that the kids will ask so that you should answer them. He says, no, because there's a value to asking questions even if, and sometimes specifically because you don't have the answer. We're able to very much appreciate that there's an avoda to asking questions, there's a chashivas to asking questions, to being all made where things don't make sense. That's really the start of everything also. Avram Avinu came, came onto the picture and he said, how is it that, uh, like the Medrash says, how is it that a palace is burning? Where's the master? You know, who's, who's running this place? The idea, of, uh, the, the idea of entering in, acknowledging that things don't seem to make sense, knowing that everything is 
is part of a process and that everything actually does make sense and being able to be only that and putting it on the back burner sometimes until you have an answer it could be that you're that as a as a 15 or 20 year old a person is mature enough to be only on something being incongruous and something seeming not to make sense but you need the maturity of somebody who has a lot more Torah under your belt or a certain life experience to be able to answer that question it's okay to not have the answers we start off the, the, the Seder we ask questions that are that are relevant things that we have to think about things that are present in our Avaida and then the first starting to really talk about substance is Avodim Hayinu Avadim Hayinu, and we contrast this, Avadim Hayinu, the Paro Mitzrayim, the first thing we start off is we were Avadim to Paro, and Vayetzienu Hashem Aleikeinu Misham Bayar Chazaka. We're really going to talk later on more about Vayetzienu Hashem Aleikeinu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not Malach, not a Malach, not a Saraf, that we had a direct, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu directly took, him, took us out. But the idea of Avadim Hayinu, the Paro Mitzrayim, that, 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 the paro they they made us into avadim and remember we always talk about cheres it's a vart that I've mentioned before but I'll mention it again because just for the uh, for the recording right that the the, the idea of for avadim to paro and avadim to Hashem so it's not called cheres we're just avadim to a better master that it's not really true and we'll come back around to this that that really. If once we talk about the idea that we're entering into a life of tachlis, that we're being introduced to our mission, the avdus is the cheres. The cheres means that you're free to accomplish purpose. The medrash that I always quote from my friend Josh Lewis, Shalom, who uh, I believe somebody told me is different, but they, that, that young, but uh, but from Baltimore, is that the the violin string on the table is not free, even though it's not bound up. You don't call a string free until it's bound up and able to play music. The idea of being an evet to Hashem, I'd comment that that's our tachlis in the world, that's our mission statement. That is the cheres, the ability to be plugged in, the ability to be free to accomplish. We were. Uh, 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 Parai and Mitzrayim, and ultimately we'll see Lavan understood that this was the dynamic that was going on in terms of the nation being created, and therefore they wanted to hold us back. They wanted to keep us that we were moving, 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 but spinning our wheels, not having time to thank them. Seal Sisharim talks about it, just plugging us into something not only where we wouldn't accomplish purpose towards Akadosh Baruch Hu, but that we wouldn't be accomplishing anything. We would just be plugged into Avodah Bafarach. We wouldn't be doing anything, and Akadosh Baruch Hu. Not just Hashem, not just that, but he was Elokeinu, that he had a relationship with us. And part of that is, is because, um, and, and we'll, we'll talk about this later on a little bit by, by Marcus Bechairais, that this wasn't an issue of freeing us. You know, there's a difference between HaKadosh Baruch who has a system and he has a spiritual system where he sends a Malach, he sends some sort of a Kayach in order to execute on things. So therefore, every blade of grass, every blade of grass, it says, has a Malach or some sort of, in other words, how does a Kaddish Baruch who make it that the grass grows? There's always going to be some some channel through which a Kaddish Baruch who sends things in order to make the grass grow. Over here, it was totally something else. It wasn't an issue of freeing us. Let's say me and you are having an argument. I say 2 plus 2 is 4. You say 2 plus 2 is 5. Or there's like bunny ears on the wall. I say it's somebody's fingers. You say it's it's dust on the lens. At a certain point, a person shows you. They take away the sheet and you see exactly what's making the thing. Or I take two apples and two apples, you count them and it's 4. I didn't win the argument and you lost the argument by showing you the truth, by introducing the MS, by introducing the reality, it becomes that there's no makom for your argument. It, 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 it's not just a question of there being two forces, one which is stronger than the other. It becomes that there's there's no room for anything else. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're going to see later on Gilu Shechina, it's all going to be coming together. When we see later on that there was the Gilu Shechina and that this was Makas Bacharis and Laila Kayom Ya'ir and the Bacharis, it wasn't even a question of killing them, it was just that they just expired. There was an introduction to 
to, to MS that didn't leave room for anything else. The only question there is going to be is that if, if there's a total Ainsifius and there's total infinite, then how is there room for the Jews either? Okay, so then we're going to get into Pesach. But that, that Be'etzim is the question. The question, the question is, is if where do we even come into having an avoda, having Bechira, having Scharva Einesh? How does HaKadosh Baruch Hu give us the gift of having room to operate and even have an avoda to get close to Him if we don't exist? It would be like trying to look into a mirror and convince yourself to, that you should have His Batlas and not exist while you're looking at like your reflection in the mirror. I think Balatani uses like some sort of a, a, a similar example. So the the the, the Mitzrayim understood this. They understood what we're trying to set up over here in the Seder, and therefore they kept us just totally avodim hayinu ba'mitzrayim, spinning our wheels. The answer to that was not to free us from Mitzrayim. The answer, the introduction of us as a nation, was vayetzienu Hashem alekenu Himself. Not 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 through any medium, not through not not through any even spiritual natural force, but just through a straight revelation. The the the, the uh, ultimately uh, the the, the slave only a slave to the truth is free. You're free to say that two plus two is five, but that hampers you bat down in every single thing that you're going to do in your life. The, only a person that's that's locked into understanding reality can really uh, can really accomplish anything. Says Again, could say a lot of things, but in line with with, with having try, uh, trying to have a centralized approach, the idea is if you're going to say that the world is there's two elements. There's a world that a Kaddish Baruch who existed to be a Hechetim said that there should be an Avoda, and there's so the world seems to have moving pieces. The sun comes up, the sun goes down. There seems to be a certain nature, both in terms of a science nature and in terms of demographics, in terms of politics, in terms of so social politics, political science, however you want to say it, in terms of nations coming and going. There's all these sorts of things. But in terms of an introduction of purpose, that has to come from without. If you're going to have somebody who's guiding the world to is a certain place, right? It could be that the pieces will move around. It's like, it's like, um, uh, you know, I don't know if you have like one of those like uh, the the if you're gonna pour liquid into something and you know you put a rock someplace so it'll move around it and go someplace else. You know the pieces can move, but ultimately from the outside everything is gonna end up. You know we can move around the Tetris pieces. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu from without defined a certain purpose, a mission statement for the world, and we became his ambassadors. We were That became really through the Torah, but that that introduction to us, not as individuals, but that introduction to us as a nation, as an entity, an entity that's bigger than any of the pieces, right? A corporation is a person too, right? A, a, a tzibur can't, it can't be mace, right? A tzibur can't die because it's an entity. The idea of us entering the world as having a mission, as having uh, as having a job, that came and that would have happened if HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't take us out of Mitzrayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, it's not that we wouldn't have gone free from Mitzrayim, but that's not what we're talking about in terms of Cheir. That could only happen with the Gilo Shechina. The, 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 free, the actual freedom we could have had, but if we're not talking about Cheres in those terms, that could only have happened if HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's the ultimate purpose, the, the, the only Tachlis, aligned himself with us, gave us this job, had our Sinai, had this, this Giloi to us, that could only have happened if HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim. It couldn't have happened any other way. And we say, V'afilu chachamim kulan mevonim kulan yodim Again, it's, uh, we say that no matter what it is, on whatever level you're at, 
you have to be able to discuss this and you're not what why but i already know the story but you don't know the story you know the story as last year you've already learned a whole lot more if you're a chacham then you're 10 years smarter than you were 10 years ago if you already know it you don't know it what you know is the the seder from 10 years ago you don't understand how that's going to move you today how you're going to internalize it how you're going to find your purpose and your tachlis where you are now it doesn't really make a difference how smart you are the more if anything it's a bigger obligation you have to work harder to find those things that are going to move you that are going to operate at your level sometimes you understand something the better you understand it the more you have questions you understand it better you understand the answers to those questions then it breaks back it breaks back apart Ultimately, the more you know, the more that you understand. I heard a, uh, an example once, I used this in Ali Shore from Ron Lopiansky. I don't remember exactly the context in which he said it, but I've, I've said this over. He, you know, he was talking about like Pshat, Remez, Drush, Soda, in a certain context. He said, you know, you ask a, you ask a five-year-old, you ask a five-year-old, you know, how to, what, what, what everything comes from, and they say, everything comes from Hashem. Hashem runs the world. Okay, and then, you know, they get a little older, they go through life, they have a hard time. Ultimately, you're talking, you're having the same conversation a day later with a, a 95-year-old person who lost his, his wife and kids, wiped out in the Holocaust, he got remarried, he built himself up, he came to America with nothing, he has a business successful, he has kids learning in Kylo, and after all of that, you ask him, so what new, what do you have to say about life? And he says... I don't understand everything, but one thing I can tell you for sure is everything comes from Hashem. He said exactly the same words as what the five-year-old said, and he did not say the same thing as the five-year-old said. So, if you're just going to stay with what you had originally, you don't have it. You have to live the story. You have to find that connection. You have to relate it to purpose. The truth is, is I heard from Rav Leuchter point this out also. He says, even you know, as we, we go and we say the difference between Gnai and Tachlis, moving from, from nothing, a person who was, whether he was about Chuva, whether he was totally career-oriented, whether he had his priorities wrong, and then all of a sudden he found purpose. The Seder is not supposed to be about you individually. Obviously, the Seder is about Mitzrayim, but it's very appropriate for a person to relate to these things as they perceive it in their real life because it creates a clea in themselves to understand what we're talking about, right? We're going to come back at the end and say, dar vadar. The truth is, is that this mission statement is something that we relate to, we renew, and we find within ourselves every single generation. It's only that Mitzrayim, you know, it's it, it's like with miracles. If I tell you what's the difference between the sun rising and a tree taking in water and mun falling down, right? Maybe maybe if people who saw mun fall down every day, but they lived in a desert and they never thought saw rain, they would say that it's a bigger miracle that rain could fall out of the clouds than mun could fall out of the clouds. Usually, in in in, in just simplistic terms, the difference between nature and miracles, and nature is a miracle that happens all the time. So it's a bigger impact for a miracle to happen only once, as long as you preserve the transmission of being able to give over that miracle, the Chinuch says something like this in the introduction, it's a bigger impact for a miracle to be a one-time event, assuming you could preserve the transmission and the explanation of that miracle, than to have the miracle happen in every generation. It's, it, it, it's, a, big, it's a bigger statement. And therefore... What we're doing is we're talking about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim as a one-time event, but in order to create a connection to it at every step of the way and in every generation, and that we ultimately have HaKadosh Baruch Hu's involvement with us and, and, and defining our life on a personal level every single second. Now, Maisa Rebbe Lazar, uh, oh no, sorry, one other thing. Maisa Rebbe Lazar, so it says that these five, these five, 
these five uh, Tanayim were sitting around, were, were sitting in Bnei Brak, and they were sapram the entire night until it came. He is man shel kriyishma. So the, the Rav Lohr said something along these lines. But uh, we, we have to live be'etzim in two worlds. The Nefesh Chaim discusses this idea also. We have a problem. On one hand, we live with this Ein Saifius, this Hakadosh Baruch Hu. There's Hamakom. There's not not only is there nothing else of substance of subs, There's nothing else in the world. Not that's more, there's one God that's more right, that's less right. Nothing else exists. Everything exists as a function of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, so to speak, imagination in order that HaKadosh Baruch Hu willed it into existence on a continuous basis, right, like a gas flame. It looks like it exists if you take a picture now and 30 seconds from now, but it's a totally different flow of air, flow of gas. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wills this into existence at every single second, and you have to understand that. The, the Nefesh HaChaim talks about it. It's very dangerous to live in that world because if you live in that world, then you have no avoda. What's the difference of davening in a base medrash and davening in a makum Matunof in an outhouse. If everything is God is here, there, and everywhere, then what's the difference between a makom kedusha, a makom tar, and a makom tamei? So the, the, a person has to be rotsay v'shayiv. As much as you could focus on, so you have to know and be aware of the true reality, and yet you have to know that a kaddish baruch Hu gave us a makom of avoda. As as much as man is a creation, but there are certain guidelines, whether it's mantfila, anything else. Right, you can eat you can eat uh, matzah on Pesach, and it's it's literally a doraisa, and it's the biggest the biggest mitzvah in the world. And you eat matzah on erev Pesach, and it's the Gemara says like it's bayil and arusa. It's the wrong thing. You, you you're doing it at the wrong time, right? So. A person has to live within their makom avoda. They spent all night on Pesach night living in a world of Ein Saifis. They were above Zman. There was no such thing. Came their Talmidim and said, now that we have Pesach night to be able to check in, to be able to live in that world, to live with nothing but purpose and take ourselves almost out in an outer body experience, now it's time for Shema Shal Shachris. Leila Seder is over and then we live, we go back and forth. Like you see the lightning and then you know which way to go. You can't just live in a world of lightning or you're not going to be able to walk anywhere. You'll be stunned. You'll be paralyzed, right? The light is going to be too much. It'll burn up your eyelids. But if you see the lightning for a second and it lights it up and then you know which way to go, so then you can have avoda. But if you don't see ever the lightning, you don't know which way to go. So he says, now, now that you checked in during Leila Seder, but Lemaisa, the world the world take place in a makam of avoda. When do we relate to this purpose of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? You might think that it's only in the Yamim. By Lelos, we just won't, don't want to slide too much. And then, so the, the next piece says, no, not only Yamim, also Lelos. What happens in Lelos? The, the idea, oh, yeah, I don't know if you listen to Likut Maran, but there's Navoda, there's Navoda in day and there's Navoda, there's Navoda in night. If you're, if you're holding your, your kid's hand when you're crossing the street, you know who you're paying attention to? Your phone. You're not paying attention to your kid. Sometimes, you know when you're really paying attention to your kid? When you want him to teach him to ride without the training wheels, you want to see if he knows how to cross the street, you take your hands off and he thinks he's going to fall, but you're paying attention like a hawk because you're ready to step in, right? The, the, the time that you're really riding super, super behind your kid with your your hand like an inch away from his from his waist so that you can ride him is when you take the training wheels off and you want to let him grow into his own when it's Lila, when we think that we don't see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when there's Hester Panam, when there's Navoda over there, sometimes that you could say that that's, that's when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is paying the most attention to us. That's when he's the most accessible. Whatever the Avoda is, there's Navoda by the day and there's Navoda by the night and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is just as involved, if not more so during the night as in the day. We live in a life that's cold, cool, 100% a life of avoda and a life of getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu not only in the day, but this mission statement is in every stage of life, both when it's more manifest and when it is less manifest. He said, uh, he said Lazar, Amr Abel Lazar, uh, yeah, 
and Navoda is Batsam Ratzava Shov. Okay, next section. It goes all of a sudden we're talking about this idea. We're talking about setting things up, and then we just totally skip over Baruch Hamakum Baruch Hu Baruch Shanasan Torliyamo Yisrael. Like, what is that doing over there? And then we really, it's almost like the end of a section. Then we're talking about four sons and this and that. The end of the section is not really the end of the section. It's it's it, well, it is the end of the section. Before we, then we go back. It's like uh, you know, not not exactly the same. But if you look at uh, the beginning of Parshas Bereshis, you know, first you go through the six days of creation, and then the second parak of Sefer Bereshis goes back and starts breaking it up and going through the details of it. Now that we set this up, really, how are we relating to this all? Baruch Hamakom Baruch Hu. So they say, Parsha Shmos, Parag Gimel, Pasuk Yudbeiz, right? Kaddish Baruch Hu, we said, tells, tells, tells Maisha Rabbeinu, he has good reason to take them out because three months after leaving Mitzrayim, they're going to receive the Torah on this mountain. It's not an issue of deserving. We're not focused on whether we deserve it all, on the Zechuyos, on the mitzvahs, on the give and the take. We're setting up the framework within which we operate. We relate to Hashem. We relate to ourselves, right? All of, all of this doesn't really have any anything to do with what somebody owes us or what we do. It all has to do solely with the relationship, with, with, with our relationship to Tachlis and with HaKadosh Baruch Hu choosing us to be his, his agents in the world, his, his, his ambassadors in the world. And again, there's more to that, that we are Neshama, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all these types of things, but that's how it relates to. And therefore, when did this really solidify? When was this relationship consummated? The wedding was Shavuos, the relationship was was Tyro. All of this was set up so that if it wouldn't have been, like Rashi and Barashia says, if it wouldn't have been for Vav Sivan, then the world would go back to Tov Vo. All of this is really setting us up, and therefore we we cap this part of the Haggadah off with with a discussion of B'ni B'chayri Yisrael, that's because we accepted the Tyra, right? The, uh, I think I heard of Pincus one time say, he said, you know, imagine that a person's looking out over a base medrash and the base medrash has 500 guys in it. So what's, what's a good base medrash? Uh, 90% of the guys are strong. 499 of the people are strong and there's one guy who's not doing that well. And the person's looking at it and you see that he has a sour look on his face, Right. Why? Why? 99.9% good. Because the one person who's not there is his son, right? And the truth is, is that a person could have many children, many tell me, if each one, it, it doesn't it doesn't make you feel any better about the one who's not doing well, the fact that there are others, the, the fact that there are others that are doing well. Every single, every single Jew has something to accomplish. We'll come back to that. So it says, Kenegad Abrabanim Dibra this thing that we're discussing about, it, the Russia is not not at the table. The Russia is at the table too, right? The, every single person, every Tainus that doesn't have a Russia is not a Tainus, right? Every single person can relate to this as something to be able to gain from this exposure, gain from this experience, but we have to know how to relate to it ourselves. The Chacham, the Chacham asks, the Chacham is the person who has a personal connection. So he, 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 what do we say to him? We say, listen, right now you're a Chacham, or Victor Miller, I think, focuses on an idea similar to this. Right now you're an idealist. Right now it means a lot. But you know what it is? It's not just a matter of learning it because right now you, you're, you're totally in it. In Maftir Nachar Pesach Afikomen, at a certain point you're not going to be in the, your ideal, the, the idealism of youth. You're going to go on to the next stage of Avoda, the next stage of whatever you're doing. This in whatever form, so it'll be the aftertaste. You can't always be on a high. The idea about working on it is that this is what follows you through. Sometimes you're going to be eating the afikomen. Sometimes you're going to be having the aftertaste. But don't move on to some other. There's nothing else. This this is what you have. The the, the sincere desire to know is is 
to we tell him it's not just a matter of understanding this, putting it into your into your back pocket and moving on. It's a matter of understanding that this is life itself. The the Rasha, he has a very similar question, but we always say he's Yotzeim in a klal. What does it mean Yotzeim in a klal? He also is willing to learn the same way that he he might be an intellectual. He's interested in science, he's interested in math, he's interested in Torah, he enjoys it. But it's not imperative. If you understand that your entire life is defined by Tachlis, there is nothing else. To the extent that you're Yotzeim in a klal, it's like we said before, in an army, in a team, so you're going to be judged by where you fit in terms of the team. It, it could be that you'll have, you know, if, if, you're, if, if you're on a team and all, you're supposed to be in position X and all of a sudden, you know, you decide, you know what, I'm, not, I'm supposed to get the winning assist, not the winning shot. And all of a sudden you take the ball, not in line with the play, and you go get the winning shot and you think that you're like the, the superstar, the coach is going to yell at you afterwards, right? You have to define where you are, your personal godless, by where you fit into a klal because th- this is the mission statement that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is setting up. The, 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 the relationship with the Jews as an, enti- as an entity and the relationship with the Jews as individuals as, as part of that entity. To the that the Russia might be asking a very similar question, the that the Russia takes himself out of the cloud, he takes himself out of, the, he wouldn't have gone out of Mitzrayim. Why wouldn't he go out of Mitzrayim? He's not a bad guy because he's not, he's not subscribing to what we're talking about. The next two people, again, for everybody, the Tom says, Mazois, he understands that there's something special going on, but he doesn't really understand exactly what he's looking at. Okay, so step one, so you explain to him, uh, a person understands that there's something special about the Jewish nation. I think of Victor Miller, the way that he explains in his Agudah, says, Halavai, we should be the Tom. He understands that there's something special going on, but he doesn't even really understand the nuances of, of, of the godless that were, the Russia understands the godless that he's talking about, he just doesn't want necessarily want a part of it. The, over here, the, the Tom understands he understands there's something going on. He doesn't understand what it is. So, you explain to him what it is. The doesn't even understand the gravity of what's going on. I mean, you can have the world go totally, totally upside down in the last two. I mean, imagine having a conversation of what, what the last 75 years of news cycles that took place in the last two years and telling it to somebody literally in like February of 2020, right? And somehow people go forward and. The only thing that they're talking about is how to, you know, how to how to make a make a make a buck and maximize, you know, the fact that the economy is in flux. Totally not relating it to avoda. Totally not relating it to rebbeinu shalaylam. Not taking a step back. Not re- realizing the fact that 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 the rebbeinu shalaylam is more is more operating in the world now than like we've ever seen in the context of our lives. And the only question is, can I make money on masks? Can I make money on Amazon? Like, how am I going to maximize you no know, interest rates and this and that? And there's an opportunity, and people are doing very well with it totally not even realizing that they're in the midst of like an insane message, right? Being able to totally compartmentalize that out of their mind. So they know this is absachlo. You have to just sit there and say that. By the way, you've got to focus. You don't even understand that you're supposed to be acknowledging that something is, 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 is on your plate. However, everyone is at the Seder and everybody deserves attention. We're not, we're not taking people off. Then we go back and we start digging in. We say, we, we don't really focus at all. It says, Baruch did everything. We don't focus on, we focus on Avram Avinu as being the start of the process. Okay, we're not going to get into it. says, it mentions that Terach Avraham, Baruch took Avram. Avram Avinu was one of the most amazing individuals ever. Okay, whether you look at the Rambam, you look at anybody else, the, the questions Avram Avinu was asking, Avram Avinu got his first nevuah seemingly when he was like 
75 years old after he already was willing to jump into the into the furnace. You know, the Kerry Shonim, the different Peshatim, exactly what's going on. Avram Avinu was ridiculously amazing beyond any comprehension before HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to him. Why don't we start with that? We, we, talk, we talk about Mesir Nefesh later. We can talk about Mila and Pesach and all this stuff. We don't focus at all on Avram Avinu, what he did. Everything is ve'ekach, ve'ekach, ve'ekach. And again, the reason is because, um, and we'll talk, reinforce this message soon, the way that Rav Vigdor Miller learns the Jews, we have this like infatuation, halalu of the avodah halalu of the avodah The Jews were on the 49th level of Tumah. The Jews were amazing. There was Shtufe Zima, and there was, in, in, in 200 plus years, there was one case of infidelity that was really a case of, of rape. And the 40 years in the Midbar, Chalalu Shabbasai Ma'od, Rav Vigdor Miller says, there was two cases of Chil Shabbos. One was the Makayshesh with whatever Chajbanis there were, and there was another a case where two people got to went to go see if there was man. Can you say that now? In, in two hundred plus years, nobody was ever mechal Shabbos basically. But it was they were on such a perfect level that it was chilu Shabbosai maod. They weren't on the forty ninth level of tuma negative forty nine. If if on the level of where the Jews should have been to talk pal pad to come to Harsinai and have this revelation, you have to be at level gajillion trillion. They were at level gajillion trillion minus forty nine. Once they got to level fifty already, you can't you can't be on that level. The Jews were ama- we don't focus at all on anything the Jews did. There's like this infatuation that that nothing was a quid pro quo. Kaddish Baruch Hu wasn't giving us anything in terms of what we deserve and we weren't limited by our own zechusim. If somebody's paying you then the amount that they're going to pay you is going to be the amount that you generated. It's not the focus at all. It's God generated. If it's infinite generated, it's bris generated. Kaddish Baruch Hu established this relationship with us and the question is us like Esther. You jump on the train and then there will be a Megillus Esther. The question is, is where you're going to fit into the process that becomes an individual question at every at every process. We weren't Avram Avinu wasn't for our purposes for what we're focusing on coming from from anything either his forefathers where he came before him or even from his own from his own amazing actions. Right, everything is the mission statement. The mission statement is not provided by us. The mission statement is provided by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that's why the next paragraph says Baruch Shemer Haftachasal Yisrael Baruch Hu Hakadosh Baruch Hu Chishev Esakates Hakadosh Baruch Hu Esakates. There's an end in mind. The whole world. Ramchal talks about this in Das. The whole world is on a track. There's two tracks. It's like, you know, it's like there's a bus and the bus is going someplace. And now you're on the bus. You're moving backwards. You think you're moving backwards. You're moving backwards at one and a half miles an hour and the bus is going forward at 60 miles an hour. There's, there's a process within a process, right? But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the ultimate Hamakom. It's like, imagine you're going five miles forward. So, you, so you're going five miles an hour. But then you're on a treadmill that's going that's going 15 miles forward. So you're really you're going 15 miles plus five. But then the entire thing is on a ball that's really moving to the left, right? It's like a gyroscope. Like, So are you going forward or are you going backward? Are you going up or are you going down? The only way to really know the absolute direction that you're moving is if you could theoretically have an objective context. Otherwise, there's no up and down if you're in space. Up and down are relative terms. Right, we use the term up and down, aliyah and yurida. That's in terms of avoda, but those, but but those are directional terms. The only thing that can really dictate where something is going is the universal context. You know what you call that in Hebrew? Hamakom with the hey idea. Hakadosh Baruch Hu determines everything. Hakadosh Baruch Hu formulated the bris. He made the havtacha with Yisrael and his chishev esakates. Again, the question, like we said before, is where do we put like the tetris pieces? So we're going to fill up where exactly the liquid is going to fill in. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. We're going to move the pieces around. 
and HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows us to do that. But in terms of the fact that the, that the thing is going to ultimately fill up and be going someplace, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Chishev Esaketz, and he's, he, it's based on his promise. It's not, gonna, it's not limited by us, and it's not going to be us to ruin. It, it, we, 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 can't, we, we can't take it into a different direction. It's Be'etzem built on a, it's Be'etzem built on a bris. We say, Vayotzienu, Halan, uh, yeah, so he said, um, I'll come back to, I'll come back to, to Vayotzienu, um, that it's, uh, yeah, so I was going to say Vayotzienu, this was the idea that we said that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Be'etzem, that it's not about us, that's why we really don't talk about us at all. Other than the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu as part of his purpose that the world is going to lead someplace and for whatever reason HaKadosh Baruch Hu is and HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to give us char and he wanted to allow us to be part of the process. So all of that HaKadosh Baruch Hu carved out for us a makom for avoda. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was, you know, it's like when we're going to say in Pesach. You know, usually what do you think? Something skips over. It's moving from left to right or right to left and it skips over you. That's not what happens. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the infinite. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is all over the place and it just squashes everything. There's no room for anything else. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu did is that he carved out a space within which we can have an avoda. But really, that's only because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted it. As far as with the reality of the situation, it's only because it's dictated from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not because we exist, not because we dis- make the Bechira, not because we deserve. We do that all within the context of, of the bris of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that Hashem Baruch Hu Shemer has have tacha to us, and that's again why it's lo malach lo saraf all of that. And we say v'hisha amdalav osenu lulanu lo echad bavalam lochal osenu. What are we singing about? We're singing about uh, who did I hear making a joke? At it? He was uh, I forgot who it was last year. He says why are we singing lo amdalav lochal osenu? We're saying if it gets late, you could leave, but I'm gonna finish. it won't be I won't go super over time, but I, I want to finish up because um, this is if it's like kind of now or never with. I got the prep, but uh, but 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 we say that uh, why are we singing about this? Part of our God is part of our thanks that every nation is going to get up to destroy us because once we Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the is the universe the universe of Hamakom, right? And then Hakadosh Baruch Hu makes a structure within that within which the world operates. There's certain nations. The nations are not plugged into purpose. They're plugged into the nature by which they each have their malach, they each have their spiritual entity, their physical entity. The the Yavanim are into beauty and science and things like that. The, the, the Persians are into the Romans have their own you know character trait. We are Ba'atsem anchored above it all. We're above that system. We're above the mazalais, or you could, however you want to look at it. We're anchored deeper or we're rooted above. However you want to frame it, we're above it. That means something good and something bad. What that means is that comment that we separate from that. We want to be like the Goyim, right? We want to associate with them. So then that means that they're going to reject us. That means that they're going to reject us hard. It's part of the system. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to allow us to assimilate into society because this, the entire society was bad. Some created for the Jews, right? Bereshis b'shvil Taira. What is what does what Rashi say? B'shvil Rashis, b'shvil Truma, b'shvil Chala. The world was created for Chala Truma. When do you separate it? You separate it after you make the dough. Chala comes, right? After you have a dough, after the six days of creation is when there was Adam. Sometimes, sometimes the tachlis is created first, and then you create what supports it. And sometimes the the Ramban talks a little bit about this. Ramban Lopians talks about it. But sometimes the tachlis comes afterwards. The world is set up for the tachlis. If we're going to try to abandon our purpose, then then it's going to reject us. It's not going to allow us to do that. So that's 
that's a hard a hard pill to swallow. On the other hand, the Jewish people as an entity are indestructible. Certain people can well, you know will fall off the wagon, but the Jewish people as an entity are never going to go anyplace. They're going to they're going to exist forever. It's going to be it's going to be a guarantee, and that's vehisha amda. That that that's this idea. Rami already wanted to do this. Paro recognized already at a later stage. But if you want to understand, not from when the Jews were being born, but from the gestation period, from where was it? Avram had Yishmael and and uh, and Yitzchak, and Yitzchak had Yaakov and Esav, but Yaakov. Of Avinu was really at the start of the core of the nation, by the 12 Shvatim. What did Levin want to do? He said, There's no difference. Your daughters are my daughters. Your, son, your sons are my sons. Everything that you have is mine. He wanted to erase this distinction. You're a nation. I think I heard Bashem. I think I ashamed the brisk rub. I'm not sure. Wherever you stand on uh, the state of Israel, whatever it is, not the point. But the the the, the statement is, I, I think he framed it like this. He said, you know, once there was a state of Israel. Yesterday there were 70 nations, and today there's 71. Uh, in other words, once we identify as just we are, a, maybe we have a more lofty purpose. Maybe whatever it is, you know, you're into the X Y Z taiva. We're into A B C spirituality, but we're just another culture and another form. So then we've basically made ourselves. We've divorced ourselves from from everything that we are, and that's what Ba'etzim Lovin was doing. There's no real difference between me and you. You came you came from me. Okay, so you have a little bit. You wear a yarmulke, and I'm not wearing a yarmulke. Whatever the course is, that was really at the root of it all. That was Bikesh Lakaris a call. That was gonna that was going to Ba'etzim uproot everything from the world. And that now is where we get to really the psukim that are going to form the basis of what the Haggadah is, which at whatever point you kind of read through them. We say, Vayeir Mitzrayim Anas Alpiyah Dibur. Don't look back. It was Xera. It was Anas. Anas is forced. It was Alpiyah Dibur. This was the, we don't celebrate Pesach in order to commemorate what happened. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you could ask, why did it have to happen this way? It was very painful. It was harsh. The labor is harsh. Bottom line is, you could, whatever the reason, you could say, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do it, did B'derach A, he did a B'derach B, and there's what to learn from it, move backwards. Bottom line is, is that when we look at Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the Golis Mitzrayim and all of those things, that happened because we needed to come to our Seder right now in 2022. There's some sort of a purpose everywhere along the way. It's like uh, somebody, I was mentioned somebody else, I heard uh, that somebody had a Rebbe or somebody uh, they were coming from, and they were expressing kind of like, you know, a little bit of, uh, they were a little dejected. They said like, you know, there's so many people that are learning, that are smart. Who am I ever going to be? And his rabbi said, listen, every flock has leaders and followers. So you'll be a follower. Nishkafelech. You'll be like, you know. And he was very like down about it. So he wrote a letter to Lubavitch Rebbe. And Lubavitch Rebbe wrote back something along the lines of, of uh, the world has no extra pieces. The day that you were born is the day that God decided the world couldn't exist without you. There was some piece that had to be picked up. And otherwise the puzzle would have been missing pieces. And, I, and if you're looking for shlemus, it doesn't make a difference whether there's a big piece or a small piece or whatever it is that's missing. The Mashiach is not coming out until there's a shlemus, and nobody could be, and nobody could fill that position that you were going to fill. The, the the everything that happened in Mitzrayim was to dictate and set up a discussion, uh, 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 this mission statement that we are now engaging in by the Seder, ourselves. That was set up, that was initiated by by Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Onus al piadibor because Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted it to happen. That was going to happen. There's no questions on it could have been done differently. Vayagar sham, but that only happened because we didn't assimilate. It was it was temporary. Had we not been vayagar, had we not been living there as temporary, realizing that that's not who we are. It's just where we are. Then we never would have left Mitzrayim.
Pimsema at says Abshiv Nevashardu. So Rav Leuchter goes through. He says it's literally the creation parallels the way that it works. If you look at if you were an alien and you looked at the gestation period of something, looking from a drop of zera how it develops into a fetus in zero to nine months is far more development than from when a baby is born until he's until the baby is nine months old i mean if you look at like a 50 year old man until he's 50 years old in nine months there's like nothing during the gestation period the growth rate is phenomenal and that was our gestation period that was when we were getting ready to be born and therefore that there was a phenomenal a phenomenal growth and we were the reason that we were able, we were, we were, we held steadfast to, to, to our emuna. We had steadfast to this role, which is uh, like, like we were saying before, in terms of, in terms of Ravigdor, in terms of Ravigdor Miller. That's a tremendous, tremendous uh, statement. There, there were no Torah yet. There was no mitzvahs yet. There was, there was no Shabbos yet. There was no Shabbos yet until Mara. You know, we talk about like you know language. You know, as if we're looking back and everybody's like you know with the strimals and the tzitzis. The idea when 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 Yosef at Tzaddik, you know, it, there was no, there was no, there was no Torah. There was nothing to Shteltzu to yet. They they were doing it. They had an amuna. They had a relationship. They had an attachment. They had a Messiah, They had others. They had the kernels that they were that, that they were attached to, and they were held st- steadfast. And they stayed isolated. They were vayagar. They weren't engaged in any. They, they, they weren't melding into anything else. They understood that they were just not identifying with where they were. They were vayagar sham. And that ultimately carried them through Vahil Sham Lagai Mitsuyanam Sham and they were Godova Atsum. So the way that Rav Leichler says he says at that point, this is when all of a sudden they are going to be born. What happens as a, as the baby is born and then the Neshama goes into the guf? Now if they were gonna go forward, they needed mitzvahs. But again, we are not focused on the mitzvahs, Bitairas, we did a mitzvah and therefore we had Zuchuyais. It's that we needed to be able to Hakarj in order to be able to put any X into something, you need to have a Kli. That's just the way of the world. There's a nice and there's a Makabal. The Makabal needs to be a Kli. We could talk in a second about why these were the Kalim, why was it Mila, why was it Pesach, right? But at the end of the day, we, in order that our Kaddish Baruch, who was, we were now going to be in the birth stage, we were going to come into the birth of the nation, we had to, we, 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 there had to be a Kli over there. Bris Mila was, we gave of our physical self in a certain sense, and Pesach is, we we, we, we signed on. We're going to see it's it's Mishchu. Right? Well, they, had to, they had to withdraw draw from from the Egyptian culture. They had uh, there, there was a lot that went into Pesach, but what they did with the with the Pesach and the Mila with with, with a mysterious nefesh. My my, my 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 son asked me, I think this week, I forget exactly how we framed it. He said like, do we have Gilu Shechina today? I said yes, it's in mysterious nefesh. Right? The, the, it, as far as far as we're concerned, you you want you want to see the Shechina. You look at you look at somebody that that in a way that it makes no sense. Right? You read you read these stories of the Holocaust where a person didn't know where their next bite of bread was going to make, and then they were able to to to, to split it. So that both people can make the next stage. You want to see it's in the serious nefesh, the bris mila, the, the the blood of the pesach, the dam. It was it was again. We're not focused not by Avram Avinu, not by not Moshe Rabbeinu was not there, not by the Kali Yisrael in terms of their virtues. At no place in the state in, in the Haggadah are we focused at all on the zechuyos that we generated in order to deserve it. Everything is really only in terms of the dynamic for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who is Shemer of Tachasai that that mitzad him that there was a uh, that there was a bris. Says via the. Uh, 
Where is it? It says uh, that the Mitzrayim again coming back. So if our, if the entire seder is about Hakadosh Baruch Hu generating and our, us be, being the party of this mission statement, so but the, the Mitzrayim, what they were doing is creating again Befarach. It says that they what, what's the what, what's the ultimate uh, you know when you have purpose that a, that a, that a person has uh, has children they threw the children into the R that that a person at least is going to build them buildings the buildings were on quicksand that you should at least be able to use your strengths towards a positive purpose that the men did the women's labor and the women did the men's labor. Everything that the Mitzrayim were plugging us into is towards undermining almost like the very the, the very idea of purpose itself of, of literally uh, of literally making us devoid uh, devoid of anything. And the the, the the from our point of view, um, the, it, it was it was almost a discussion of of existence of just like you know meaningless existence, living like a house cat. You get up, you look around, you search for food, you go to sleep. I, I saw a, a cute far side. I ended up buying the complete uh, set of far side. It shows like a bunch of cat cows sitting there grazing, and all of a sudden one of the cows picks his head up and said, "Guys." You realize that this is grass reading, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, it's the, the um, I, I saw one other thing. I saw a, uh, somebody sent a meme around that showed like a Venn diagram. One circle said that this is the apocalypse and the other circle said going to work. And then it showed it, so, you know, them overlapping and it said somehow we ended up in the middle. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 you don't even know how to like, like, like function. On one hand, like you're working, you just went off on your own. You're building a business. You have like this long term goals. On the other hand, society is like crumbling. The economy is unstable. Every Everything that you're doing is working long hours and investing a lot into long-term goals that you don't know that you're going to live in a societal or communal structure or financial structure that is going to support and justify all the work that you're doing now. So what do you do? You keep your head down and you just try to you just try to work. Don't focus on it. Don't focus on it. So, but at some point, it, 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 could, it could like lose all meaning. Like imagine investing all your efforts into an industry that becomes obsolete by the time you're ready to to, to like make your big move, right? The, the the idea of understanding. So you just spin your wheels and you just do. It's like we said, the Messias Sharm says that power didn't even allow them time to think. No time for his bindings. Just keep moving. Don't worry about where you're going. That's the truth where it says by one of the later ones, it says that... Um, that they took away Derech Eretz. It says, Vayar, Vayar Es Anyenu. It says that, that it took away Kedusha. Right. So, uh, just to say first, it says vanitzak. Vanitzak is really the same way to all this stuff as gzera. There's gzera also. The gzera is that when we have vanitzak, who's vanitzak? Vanitzak is almost like a scream. It's almost like a cry out to a kaddish baruch It's not even necessarily a request. You know, when you request, when does a kid? A kid cannot talk to their parent all day long. When all of a sudden the kid is like, you know, asleep, and all of a sudden he cries out for his mother or father. It, that, that's it's totally because that's the only one that's going to save them. It's totally relationship based. That, that's when it comes down to the bottom line. But it says vayar vayar. There's no, there's probably no generate or I don't say no generation as as much as we ever could have figured out. Derecheretz, in terms of what we're talking about, in terms of kedusha dikinyanim, right? If you ever talk to somebody who's, you know, let's say a guy, whatever it is, you know, they look at the, a big family is three people, you know, they 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 they'll have their kids early so that they can get back to their real life. Whatever, you know, sometimes they'll say like they, they don't even understand if you would tell them that like tuition or whatever it is is your biggest expense, and you say because I define myself, children, talmidim 
people that you affect, being part of a greater society, a community, wherever it is, I define myself as being a link in a chain. Part of who I am, part of my role is defined by what comes after me and what, 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 what I'm supporting in terms of my role. It's not a burden. If, I, if, there was nothing, if, if nothing was hanging on the chain, then the chain itself is useless. The only reason that the chain has a value is because of what it's able, it's what it's able to support. If, if you view yourself as being a link in a chain and a link in a Messiah, so then it's not a burden. It's part of tachlis and it's part of purpose. If you view yourself as just being totally self-centered, again, as much as any time in terms of a rias dick and yonim, you can't even like imagine that the, the, the things that, that that society has come to. I can't even imagine Saddam was worse. The, the, the things that they, it's a tragedy that, that, that already people don't want to introduce this like under third grade. They, they want to totally make, at its core, kedusha dick and yonim is that a person has a relationship with a wife that even we're going to to Pesach what's a Pesach? a Pesach is a Shlomim a guy could bring an Ola that totally goes to God they can't bring a Shlomim why? a Shlomim is a carbon that you eat and the eating is part of the Avoda everything that we do Ad Kedei these type of Inyanim are part of a Tachlis part of a purpose it goes towards Purvu it goes towards creating Klal Yisrael right? and if you take that and you redefine it as totally selfish pleasure totally carnal pleasure totally breaking apart society it's basically historically why every great empire has you know started to crumble it's totally the opposite it's the statement of where purpose is the opposite of just totally self-interested selfish pleasure and again we're setting up the idea of, of of a mission statement and purpose and everything you stand for versus being totally devoid of purpose which again happened in America I mean Mitzrayim it happened in the most totally advanced scientific slash magical however you want to frame it, it, that was that was the the, the top of the crap. Like, are you going to bring a for Ryan to? whatever the Medrash says over there, that, that was where it was at, right? And, and, and specifically there is where we see this dichotomy, this separation, this difference between where we can come to define purpose where things seem to be so advanced. And yet, you know, I, I, certainly I, I think, we'll, we'll say it afterwards. So he says, they took the Bunim and they threw the children, the next generation, into the Arv, they made it that there was that there was the Lachatz, that there was no time to contemplate, there was no time to think about these things. We said before, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself came to save us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to save us. It was an exposure, a revelation of purpose. Not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu saved us from slavery. Besides that, it was an intro. We, we focused on this before. That's what it means, that it was Be'etzem, it was Be'etzem a Giloy Shechina. It was an exposure to reality itself that there was no different. It was an exposure to reality itself you're at, uh, yeah, I'm just going to, it'll be like another 15 minutes, but I just want to, I'm going to get through the end. It was an exposure to reality itself, and that's where um, only, uh, that, 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 that was defined by Be'etzem, uh, 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 an exposure that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, just this, this ultimate revelation that had to be that way. It wasn't because it was a bigger miracle. Myra Gadol, that we said is that Giloy Shechina, um, 
So how did HaKadosh Baruch Hu show us in an actual practical way that the fabric of reality was tied into this? So then already it goes into Dam, Eish, Simrus Ashan, that the, the, the way that the miracles started looking at any Haggadah, how exactly it talks about this, but the different Nisim were different elements of the of the structure of na- nature and the structure of existence itself, that every single thing, it wasn't that HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, runs nature, but that HaKadosh, or, or, uh, that, that HaKadosh Baruch who defines the parameters within nature exists. It's just that there is no actual independent form of nature itself. Makas Bechairais, again, we said that this was, they just sort of expired of the Bechairais, were really the priests of the society. They stood for religion, they stood for this other purpose, and that once there was an exposure to the Ensofius, the Laila Kayayim Yair, Pasuk and Tehillim, but uh, the Zaira, I think, says something like that I've seen brought down, but once you had this this uh, this exposure to light and the R, so then there was no room for any other priority or spiritual direction or anything other than the the corresponding was Bani B'chayri Yisrael. Again, how are the, the Bnei Yisrael going to exist? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Pesach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, skipped over them. He created within this just infinite infinity, filling everything else, that there was no room for anything. That's why Avlech says it was only the B'chayris of Mitzrayim that expired. It wasn't all of the Mitzrayim because then you saw the contrast between the Bukhar of Mitzrayim and really the Bukhar of, of Klai Yisrael, who were the Kohanim at the time, the, the, the expression of purpose that a Kaddish Baruch left us room for, uh, left us room for Avoda. As far as, just go, going forward, as far as Dayenu is concerned, so the way that we relate to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, the, in, in er, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us everything that on its own stands for the very nature of our relationship. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim, he acquired us as Avodim for all the generations. The, these are the people that HaKadosh Baruch Hu acquired. There was HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they they executed the judgment against the Egyptians. HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows that he punishes those who come against Klal Yisrael. He punished their gods because HaKadosh Baruch Hu can rid the world of Tumah. There's no room for anything else. HaKadosh Baruch Hu killed the firstborn. He intervened into the world directly. He supplied our needs in the desert. Even when the world offers us no support, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there to support us. He gave us base on Mikdash because even if we do something, no, that's not good. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us room to have a kapara Every single one of these things is as substantial and important and stands on its own. Coming to the end of the Haggadah, we say, we'll finish with this, After all of this is said and done, again, we don't keep the Seder because of Mitzrayim. We keep, the Mitzrayim happened so that we should come to our Chiyuvna. We come to this purpose. We come to find this within ourselves. We understand that the Revolver, we quote many times, quotes the Pasuk Nesheo, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew all the generations as they would develop, as they would evolve. We are not living in a Bidyevit situation. It's so easy to look back at prior generations and see that, oh, if we lived over there, we would have been better. HaKadosh Baruch Hu so upset at us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shalom knew exactly the challenges and there's a certain tikkun, there are certain pieces, there are certain things that have to happen in our generations in terms of the ultimate tikkun, in terms of the world reaching where it needs to reach that could not have been achieved in other generations. We are uniquely, it's hard, it seems we're on a lower level, but whatever it is, we are uniquely suited to be be the generation and the people that are able to accomplish the tikkun that needs to be now 
at every single generation, everything that came before us led us up and prepared us for this point, starting from the Jews going down to Mitzrayim and becoming a nation, leading from then all the way till now. What we can accomplish, nobody from, like Revolba said, from the beginning of the world, not from Adam Arisha, not from Maish Rabbeinu, couldn't have accomplished what we could accomplish now. Yesterday's Gadol might not have been a Gadol if they were growing up today in, uh, in, in, in Brooklyn in 2022. They might not have had the Kalim for this, and we might, to the extent that we have been able to achieve certain things. If we had our character and our character character traits, whatever they are, we might not have become anybody if we were growing up at 300 years ago in Europe. Everything is Ba'avor Zeh. Not a commemoration, this is wise. Now we will just speak out briefly. Pesach, Matzah, Marar. And then uh, hopefully bring it a little bit together. And this is where we stand to come Seder night to understand to look at Mitzrayim and create ourselves as a Kali, relate to it and understand hopefully what our avoda is today to become open to let this amuna into herself to redefine ourselves now in a way that that we can't do on any other night of the year Pesach was uh, was number one. Again, we said that there's Hakadosh Baruch Hu, there was exposure, there was Ein Sofias, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We only exist by virtue of the fact that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created a vacuum to allow room for us to have avoda. Otherwise, there's no room for anything. Number two, we don't live in nature. There's a natural the way that Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Oh, there's a thing from Vigdor that says something along the lines the, where he says a couple ideas. One of them is that there's a, a nature to the way that the world works. Nations come, nations go. There's a certain reality, economics, whatever it is. We're above the mazal. As far as the natural system, it is Pesach over us. As long as we shall too, we anchor ourselves in something deeper, something outside of the realm of the system as we know it. Uh, in, uh, the, the, we are we, we are not going to be affected by the current. If the anchor is rooted deeper, so then the current can re- seem to move it a little bit like this, a little bit that. As long as we we hang tight to the anchor, then we won't be impacted. Another thing it says that again, Mishchu, that they, the Jews should withdraw their hands. By the by the uh, by the Pesach uh, and Victor Miller of Yaakov of Noach Weinberg also talks about this. He's from Canada. He talks about the Strimal at the hockey game. The question is: Forget about mitzvahs, Torah and mitzvahs, and whether or not a person is literally from and religious, right? Are there uh, commenting people ask their own local Orthodox rabbi? But in principle, this is the night to focus. Do we go on Cholamoe trips to a sports game? Is there Hanukkah night at a, a, a at a sports game? That's when the you know the, the, the we're, we're supposed to separate yourself that you know from the Ivanum and we're celebrating Hanukkah at a you know at a halftime show the the when we talk about it not just in general in other words if, if you would go are we culturally culturally are we more American or more Jewish not in terms of our, our, our styles and not just in terms of the music and not just in terms of the slang but in terms of the goals everything in terms of Western culture in terms of you know not, not that we're putting up a basketball player on our wall of a poster or anything but do, do, do we we could say I don't follow him do we look at sports? Uh, stars as role models, right? In other words, are we turned on by when 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 a certain team wins the World Series? Do we look at them? Even we say they're that that's, they're not our role model. They're chashiv, but I don't I don't follow sports. What's what, what's the chashivos that they that they that they're engaged? Are we culturally Western? Are we culturally Jewish? Or are we or, and or are we culturally Americans? Even if there's room, like you know, by Achashverosh Suda, there was room for everybody to keep Shabbos to eat kosher. Forget about the do's and the don'ts. That's 
shouts that shall not even if from serious nefesh. How are we identifying? Are we withdrawing? Right? That's by, by Pesach. And the third idea also by the Pesach is the Shlamim, that the physically the Jews can eat a Shlamim. Only a Jew can have a carbon that we eat, and that's part of the Avodah. Uh, uh, Paro couldn't understand, so when they went to go give sacrifices, a person can only give an Ayla. You can give something that's entirely burnt. What does it mean to have a carbon that's an Avodah that you're going to eat? That you sit at a Shabbos table. That is, there are different between people sitting at a bar and, and, and drinking until they drop, or about a person who just who goes to a Siam Hashas, and all of a sudden they sit down with, the, with, with, with their Rebbe, who they haven't seen since Beis Medrash 20 years later, and they say, I, I just finished Shas after I left Yeshiva and a Seder that I had before Shachris, let's say, and they sit down, they say, ah, oh, this doesn't happen, let's have a Lechayim. Is that a different, can you use physical things to have, to have an Avaidah? Matzah. Matzah is, we, we are, so one, one thing is, what's matzah? Matzah was in, in a second that they left. What does it mean that in a second? You, what they were going to engage in was something so beyond it that we're going to, the ghoul is going to come soon. It's so beyond anything that we could possibly imagine. We can't even prepare for it. The only, to the extent that we could prepare for it at all, what we could prepare is to say, HaKadosh Baruch when you knock, we're coming, we're leaving, we're yours, we're fine, we don't know what exactly we're going to, we can't appreciate it on our terms, we're there. In a second, there's no preparation that's possible. All that's possible is to commit. In a second, the second thing I think there Hashem talks something along these lines of, of just like we said, the, the eating, the physical things are really be'etzem part of avoda. If it's part of uh, uh, avoda, so then what's what's matzah? Matzah is solely without the taste, without the fluff, without the um, without the fact that it rose. It is for nutrition. And therefore, for once a year, we relate to food, we relate to physical, we understand, we internalize the very idea that everything that we eat, everything that we engage in is solely towards avoida, and it's solely for nutrition, it's for nothing else, it's to- it's totally just because of what we need and what's necessary. And the second, uh, and we live on this reality for a week, a year. The marar is, goes towards the, again, like we saw, could have referenced earlier, goes towards the divine plan. We couldn't have really appreciated the marar. We didn't have the kalim until we saw the end of the story. Like the, the, there's a famous story from the Chafetz Chaim, in a little bit of a different context, but he saw somebody uh, had like a horrible death, and when they told him about it, whether the person's kids had a horrible death, but whatever exactly the story, he smiled and he said, you, 25 years ago, this person kicked out a widow and an orphan into the street when they didn't have money to pay and they wouldn't leave and it was the middle of the winter and he literally removed the roofs that they had they had to like get out into the street with nowhere to go and I, and I realized that things like that don't just happen it's a pasuk and I was waiting to see when the story would come full circle we don't appreciate the murder that we go through the challenges that we go through until we see the end of the story and now all of a sudden everything makes sense in context then the murder wasn't bad the murder was hard it was challenging it was a necessary Necessary part of the process, and and we would have even done it again. Everything be'etzem, sometimes difficult, sometimes challenging, but if we appreciate the process, and we finish off saying bechol dar vadar. This is Ba'etzem, the mission statement. Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, the way that we're defining it, it applies whether you're about tshuva, whether you're, you're focused totally 100% on career growth. You were focused on something that did not have purpose. You lived in a life that you didn't understand why pieces were happening. And we transition from something that's a that, that's a lachat, something that's an inoy, something that's, that, that's a genai, something that where our life did not seem to be on track. And all of a sudden, we move into a stage 
stage of clarity where we say that everything that we have, HaKadosh Baruch who gave us a world and a life situation, maybe a birth order where we were born, the language that we speak, the wife that we have, the kids that we have, the Tamidim that we have, the neighbors that we have, we are part of a mission. We're part of a purpose. The world, like Esther went into Ahasuerus, the world is designed towards a certain Tachlis. The world is designed towards Giloy Shechina and Giloy HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Hashem has, again, Das Funes talks about it at length. And the question is, is that we make a choice. Hashem will reward us but if we do mitzvahs. But the question isn't whether we're going to get Tzachar Va'aynesh. The question is, where do we find our identity and our purpose and our mission statement? And that happens, that's where we go out of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, Mitzar Yam. It's a narrowness. Maybe, are you going to get angry, annoyed, frustrated at the Seder? Things are not going to go the way that you want. Are you limited by your emotional reactions and whatever your day-to-day frustrations are and having a hard time work? Or can you free yourself and say, whatever's happening in my day-to-day, I'm not locked into responding a certain way. I, I am here because I'm supposed to be here. I can accomplish during this second, during this Seder, what nobody else could accomplish in the world. And going back to what we started off, that Ravmael Habitaman had said that, uh, that 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 on Pesach you can have Nisim, that even Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur you can have them. Mordechai Hatzadik, if you email me, I'll email you the, the, the clip, the, or if you text me, the, the, that uh, on Pesach you could tap into Nisim that are totally beyond anything that's in this world, not just that a Kodesh Baruch who's a suspended Xerah or cancel Xerah, anything that a person wants that, that is just not within the fabric of reality, on Pesach we define and we shteltsu and we reset sign up for our relationship, for our mission statement, for getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have Pesach, we have Matzah, we have, we, we, we have Mara, and at a comment that we shall suit to this, again, depending who you're talking to, this is, this is Be'etzem, the message, that er, and every Jew until now, everything played, played a role in this mission. You can read it in anywhere that you want into the Haggadah. It's all windows into this one central purpose. If you read a different Haggadah, you listen to a different Shir, I don't know if there's any books as much as the Haggadah that have different versions, different commentaries, Mikatsa Lakatsa. It's all over the place. But perhaps this is at least one way to have a cohesive idea. And then if you get stuck in different places, so as long as you have these one or two concepts that really all build into each other, um, then it doesn't really make a difference which window you take into it. But this is where we redefine ourselves. Uh, okay, Be'ed Zer Hashem, we will have the Gula Achreina very, very, uh, very soon. And uh, we will be successful in whatever our voda is uh, this week. Okay.